Hey, everybody. This episode is brought to you by our proud title sponsor, NHL Sense Arena, the next generation of off-ice hockey training for players and goalies. Look, we know how much you invest in your children's hockey development, the early mornings, the travel, and let's not forget the expenses of training for hockey camps, private ice time, the general expenses of the season. It's a lot. But wouldn't it be great to bring that on-ice practice experience home that's fun, fits into your schedule, and that's affordable? If you said yes, which I'm sure you did, you've got to check out NHL Sense Arena. It's a top-tier virtual reality training game that brings the on-ice practice experience home so you can practice anytime and anywhere, literally. You can transform any part of your home into a virtual ice rink where you're getting unlimited access to over 100 drills, training plans from top coaches and players, weekly drill challenges, and more that focus on improving hockey sense and physical cognitive skills, starting at just $33 per month. That is a lot cheaper than an hour of ice time. The physical side of hockey gets a lot of attention, but we don't focus enough on the mental side of it. It's something we talk about on this show all the time. NHL Sense Arena provides an immersive solution for players to sharpen those skills when ice time is limited or not affordable and they want to get those extra reps in. So for our listeners, NHL Sense Arena is offering an exclusive $50 off their annual plan all you got to do is head over to their website, hockey.sensorina.com. Again, hockey.sensorina.com and use our code hockey never stops and you'll level up your off-ice training by using NHL Sensorina. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting us and NHL Sensorina. Enjoy this episode of Our Kids Play Hockey. <laughs> Uh, we hope it's on a lot of your minds. Should you be taking a break when the season ends and get into the spring? You got spring hockey, summer hockey, and everything. You want a break. A kid might want a break, but it's so hard to know if you should or should not take a break. That's what we're talking about today. And I'm going to tell you what. This is probably one of the best discussions the panel, the three of us, have had ever on this show about kind of how to approach the spring and summer with hockey. It's an important episode. It's going to make you think. It's going to make you look at yourself. It's going to make you look at your programs. Uh, it's going to make you look at your kid, right? And really ask the right questions to get the answer to that question. Should we take a break? So enjoy that. Also, if you love this show, which we know you do or you wouldn't be listening, uh, make sure to give us a five-star rating wherever you're listening. Share it with a friend and your team snap or wherever, your game beast, whatever you're using. Uh, and also visit ourkidsplayhockey.com and check out our uh, kind of end-of-season coaches gift, player gift uh little thing that we put together. So we put a bunch of deals in there for you uh, to give you some discounts on some some fun things. Again, players, coaches, parents, whatever you're looking for, we got stuff for you there. It's a great way to support the show. Um, uh, you know, we're, we try not to bring in anything too uh, frillish, thrills, right? Uh, try to keep this pretty organic. So that's a way you can support us. But again, we're talking about taking a break. I'm going to take a break from this intro to give you me doing the actual intro right now on Our Kids Play Hockey. Hello, hockey friends and families around the world, and welcome to another edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. It's almost spring, which means you're getting the pre-tryout superstar skates, and you've got the tryouts and the evaluations, and you got spring league, you got summer league, then you got the pre-season league, and then you got more. What we're going to talk today about is taking a break. <laughs> uh, we talked about this before the show. Uh, we actually have a lot of topics, believe it or not, we want to talk about, but I realized we needed to take a break from those topics to talk about taking a break, and I love it because... Uh, my friends, by the way, Christy Casciano Burns and Mike Benelli is here, uh, as always, and I'm Lee Elias. Um, I'm kind of in this boat, too, because I've been weighing back and forth of spring league, summer league for my kid. Uh, so, again, these are always therapeutic for all of us, but I need the advice myself 
um, as the parent of a Mike going to squirt next year. Uh, but before we dive into it, I wanted to do this. I always like to do this. I think we need to hum- humbly brag throughout the episode. Uh, I want to congratulate my kids, Mike team, Hawks Red. They won the uh, uh, Mike Beach Bash in Ocean City, Maryland over the weekend. Really came together as a team. Really played great. Uh, went undefeated with two wins and two ties. But to see them come together, you know, that moment where they come together and it clicks, that makes it all worth it, whether they really win or lose. But wanted to congratulate them. Uh, I always like to do that, those shout-outs. But – we're here to take a break. So let's take a break yeah. from that. And I'm going to throw it over to Christy Cashner Burns because yeah. you're the one who you know, said we had to do this today. And you're right. Right. And the best time to gel and to click is at the end of the season. So good for you that you guys experience that. Um, but it is time to take a break. It's been a long hockey season. <laughs> yeah. uh, you've been together for months. You've traveled together. Um, your car's got how many more miles on it? Thousands. You know, your wallet is empty. It's time to rejuvenate and to let your kids experience some other things besides Christy, hockey. Christy, I, I, I would dare to say that it's 2023 and this is already the longest decade of my life. It is. Because of the things that yeah. have happened over the last three years. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. It is. It is. Um, I always love the end of the season. And it's fun because, you know, we always did a banquet and so we all got to, you know, see each other one last time and we'd say, see you in the fall. And we, and we would try to stick to that. My kids did like to do some spring hockey, just fun and light, but they did other sports, uh, track and lacrosse. And uh, that gave them um, an opportunity to meet other kids and to learn some other skills and to stay in shape and to get outside and to have fun in other ways. So always look for those opportunities when you can give your kids a chance to experience other sports, other kids, give yourself a break. I loved being able to sit outside during the lacrosse games in my lawn chair (laughs) and talk to moms and watch. I couldn't stand all those. There were too many whistles, but besides that (laughs) game wasn't as fast as hockey. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, hockey's my first love, always will and always has been. But it was fun just to be able to, you know, uh, meet other moms, too, and just to have have a chance to uh, see your kids grow and develop in other ways. So I'm a huge proponent of taking a break. You know, Christy, one of the things you said that I want to tap on is that we talked about the kids needing a break, but you also said we need the break. And I I was actually thinking of that. When I was doing the intro, I'm like, you know, the weather's beautiful outside and we can go sit outside, but we have spring hockey. You know, as they, we need the break, too, yeah. um, as parents. And uh, it can be tough, especially if your kid wants to play. Right. right. Uh, and that's where I'll throw it to you guys is, is here's the, the situation I'm in. Um, and, and listeners, really, this is all genuine. Like, like, I'm actually glad to be here today for my therapy session with Mike and Christy. Dr. Benelli, Dr. Cassiano Burns. Um, but <laughs> so as you guys know, as we talked through the season, my son's a goalie. Um, and now he's transitioning from might to squirt. So the logical side of my brain goes, well, play spring, play summer, get him those reps in. Cause it's all squirt at that, at that age now, let him get used to it. Um, but then there's another side of my brain. That's like, you know, I could use the break. I mean, keep in mind, sp- spring hockey is only really once a week. It's not, it's not as intensive. Um, and then I started thinking too, of, uh, uh these are bigger kids. Right. Um, and there may be some, some understandable, um, you know, frustration with that for him that he's going to have to learn to overcome anyway. Right. So it's, I, I I'm of two minds of the subject. It's, do yeah. we just kind of take off for the, the, that five or six week spring season, go right into the summer season. Um, there's also, yeah, there's lessons, like there's all these things out there 
to take. And I don't know if it's like, okay, should we take a break? I'm going to reiterate to everybody listening. Yeah. From asking him, he wants to play. Like it's not, yeah. no one's forcing him to do anything. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, do I need to be a parent here and say, you know what, we're just not going to, we're going to take a little break here. Yeah, I think you should. Uh, I'm I'm worried about burnout with your kid. Right. You know, I think he, need, I think he needs a break. <laughs> There's a lot. I, I was with you during the whole season, Lee. We were there on your journey. <laughs> take true. a break. Yeah. Hockey is still going to be there. It's not going anywhere. You know? I, I, I'm leaning I think that way. Mentally and physically need to separate for the spring. You know, you can jump back in a summer league, keep it light, keep it fun. Take yeah, a break. I'm That's trending in that direction. Mike, what do you think? Yeah. Well, it's it's a hard it's a hard conversation to have when you when you own a rink and and run programming, right? Because <laughs> That's super you fair. You can't own a rink yeah. for six months and then close it down and say, oh, well, let's let's all go with this situation that if we want a rink in September, we probably have to have a rink open in March and June. So it's 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 a, the real dilemma. I mean, uh, because I think I think so. I think the the key point is finding programming that fits your child's needs that allows them to be on the ice be in an age-appropriate environment, be in a non-stressful environment, still pay the money. You know, you still pay your rink owner the money they they need to stay open. But the rinks have to do a better job of developing programming right. that puts more kids and more um, diversity of programming into their uh, you know schedule so that parents can choose and allow kids to play other sports at the same time maintaining i mean that's where that's where hockey is so different right it's so like it's not it's not as simple as well when you learn how to ride a bike you just jump on and you're riding a bike it's right. it's you skating it, it's such a it's such a piece that separates all the other sports that you can't just shut it down and expect a kid to just pick it up in the time that we are now in in the hockey world so I agree with Christy. I mean, the other sports are so important. Don't be, what I, what I love the most is when I hear parents talk about, well, my kid's a multi-sport athlete. Yeah, but he plays the multi-sports all year round. Like all the sports <laughs> they play. That's not a multi, that's not what a multi-sport yeah. athlete is. A multi-sport athlete is somebody who plays a sport, shuts it down, plays a different sport. In your case, Lee, it, 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 you have to look at the long-term effects of how much your child loves goaltending. Because right. what we're finding now is the, yeah. the, 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 the facts are is all this work you do to get your kid to be a great 16 and 17 year old goaltender and then they're done because they they have hip surgery right. so and they can't walk right and at 18 and that happens we don't we don't talk about it enough it should be actually it's an epidemic in, in my world it's like it's the tommy john of right. goaltending that's true is, is hip issues and knee issues and you know we're and, and to put these and to not allow these kids to go into a different sport and run and use different muscles and 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 really mentally too, that as much as we all want our kids to get better to Christie's point, they are going to get better. And in fact, they might even get improved quicker if they play a different sport uh, because they're going to now build um, Brian Boyle talks about it, right? He's a strength coach, uh, you know, big famous NHL pro strength coach. Mm -hmm. And he'll say something like if you're high school or below and you're doing bo body specific training, then, then that you should you should fire that trainer. Like if you say, oh, I'm doing leg day today. I'm doing I'm doing I'm doing lats today. I'm do if you're eight, nine, ten years old and you're doing specific goalie training that day, or or shoot, you know, depending on the season and what position you're in, then 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 throw that instructor out. You need to think about your whole body, right. your whole mind. Have fun. Spring leagues are great. 
Summer leagues are great. It's when where I get up, where I get crazy is once you now say we're, you're doing a spring program, you're buying all new uniforms, right. all new helmets, all new gloves. You're going to showcase tournaments that zero right anybody will ever see you. There's no there's no there's no college and prep school coach going to a spring summer showcase tournament for ten year olds. None, no. zero. So just if you want exposure, the best exposure is. Make sure your kid's still playing at 18. The only way but, to do that, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm not quit. And and you are really so right on the wear and tear, especially with goalies on their hips. I mean, even older, my daughter just had a, a labrum tear, you know, and it's just <laughs> it goes back to just, you know, using the muscles and overusing them. Um, because she was hockey around in college. So um yeah. yeah, and you don't know, Chris. Right. You don't know. You don't know if that's exactly like it could just be your 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 body, right? And you don't know right. if that is what caused it. But I would say that you could you could eliminate those pieces by just training your whole body by, right. by yeah. strengthening all the different muscles that build into your oh hey structures and skeleton. I can tell you right. both but just from playing. Parents need to be yeah. aware of these types of injuries, and right. they can be more at risk for them. Right. with overuse of these muscles. I, I can tell you both as, as someone who started playing really intense at 12 and really has never stopped um, that even I now can see just from my age and talking to physical therapists, I have several underdeveloped athletic parts of my body that I've yeah. had to develop over the last few years because they just never developed. Like I never, never had to use them because they're just skating all the time. Um, yeah. So everything you're saying is true. And Mike, I want to, I want to, I just wrote some things down here too. I wanted to share with the audience, because I think it's important to be um, transparent as a parent in this, because I think it's the only way we're going to learn. So I wrote down like some of my fears, like, like what are, what are some of the fears in my mind that are causing me to think this way? Um, and I'm going to go through them real quick. Like one was, uh, you already brought this up, the loss of skill, right? Now we've been doing this show long enough to know, especially at the age my son is, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11. That's not really a major concern because they're going to pick it right back up. They'll have the two weeks where they're wobbly and then they'll be back to normal. Um, so I think we've done that. Another one for me, I'm going to kind of put this out there, um, was I had this thought of, okay, he's getting into goalies, really getting into it. So he has to catch up. He has room to make up. And the thing is, that's an irrational thought for him actually being nine years old to begin with, right? Because no one's been playing goalie that long at nine. All right. It, that's just the way it is. But the other thing too is, is that that's my fear. It's probably not his fear. I've got to recognize that. Another one of my fears, and this is one that we don't talk about a lot, and I'm going to say it. Uh, I love hockey a lot. I'm very passionate about it. So there's always a small fear in me. This is not my kid's problem. This is my problem of what if he loses interest in the game and doesn't want to play it anymore and how devastating that would be for me. And I've had to compartmentalize that, put in a little box and toss it in the garbage because that is not a way to approach parenting anybody in any sport, right? If I put him into baseball, soccer, anything, and he ends up loving that, in my opinion, it's like, okay, wow, it's a gift that he's found something he loves. Or my daughter too, right? If she loves, right? So those are some of my fears that that affect or can affect decision-making. And, and one of the beautiful parts about being on this show, or if you're listening to this show, is I've been able to identify those and say, these are not reasons to put him in a league, right? right. Um, and, and also, yeah. again, I need, okay, Chris, you're right. I do need a break. I definitely yeah, need, a break. need a break. Yeah. Um, I also I, wanted I, to say real quick that, that um, it doesn't have to be just athletics when you're taking a break. There's also arts and creative things. I mean, I, I knew, I actually knew athletes that would act in the summer. They'd go to theater 
Um, so there's, there are, there are alternative things to do besides even just sport, um, right. to work your mind out. Christy, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I, I remember sitting in the stands with a parent and, um, she had two hockey players. One of them quit, uh, and the kid was at the rink and I said, Oh, you know, what happened to your younger son? He doesn't play hockey. No. And she was in tears crying. He doesn't want to play anymore. He doesn't. And I'm so upset and I I just, you know, I just can't stand that he quit. And I said, I've never seen the kid happier. Because <laughs> every time I saw him, he was always so miserable. So obviously it was the parent who wanted it more than the kid. Right. So, you know, be careful of that. And I, I wrestle with it all the time. You need to, you need yeah. to put it out there because yeah. sometimes we want, we want our kids to play hockey more than our kids do. And Christy, really, I, I wrestle with it. Get out daily. of that dream world and recognize. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I wrestle with this daily. I'm just, I'm very, I'm just very hyper aware of it. Probably too hyper aware of it. Like I'm probably too, oh, I overthink it at times, but like, I remember even at this tournament I was joking about last weekend that the kids had a blast. The kids had yeah. a blast. It was a great, it was one of the best run tournaments I've actually seen. All right. But I remember I was talking with the, my, the head coach of my kids. They're like, you know, I want to play. Like I just, I'm frustrated because I want to play right now. So I, I always try and uh, keep that in check. I try not to overthink it. This is where I, I'm so thankful for my wife because she'll call me out and be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. He's nine. Like I always, I was like, okay, that's totally fair. Um, <laughs> but I, I wanted to, to bring those fears up because I think it's important because I know that I know those of you listening fe feel this too, right? Because we all feel it, but we just don't talk about it enough. The, the other thing I wanted to bring up is that, um, Mike, you talked about this too of like, okay, well, what, what if we, what if your kid does want to do something, right? Okay. I'll tell you right now, and 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 Mike, I'm going to throw this to you too, Christy. You know this as well. I think, from a from a younger standpoint, not even probably up through Pee Wee, public session might be one of the best things for your kids to do for just skating in general. You will never see a kid dodging, diving, juking, and using their edges more, trying to get away from the rink guard at public session you know, then you will at a practice and it's fun. It's not hockey and they're working on their skills and they don't even realize it. Not yeah. to mention uh, just the, the, you know, they're with friends. You're just hanging out, you know, skating around. I mean, I love that. Um, I think that's one. I also think just like street hockey, casual street hockey is always a fun one too. Like it's unstructured. Just let them play. Right. And that's, you're that's, the, that's the fear, the fear of organizations thinking they need to plug in all of these programming components so that their program doesn't fall back and then the kids and the parents go oh my god well i've got to join this because the, the the person that's running the program is saying i have to do it right so if i don't do it then my kids not maybe not make the team next year or maybe they're not going to be valued like the other the other kids on the team or now if all the kids are playing at this level my kid's going to fall back and then it catches up with them all this is just kooky like it's like that doesn't make sense to me like I, i'm trying to not swear for for caitlin so i i just <laughs> we can I bleep just, it out what are you doing? <laughs> I, I just i just think it's like we as organizations it's our obligation and parents to fight the organization saying listen we want to spend i want to spend my six hundred dollars with you this spring i really really do eight hundred thousand two thousand whatever it is but i want to do it in a in a in a in a manageable way that can help all of our kids get better and not put the pressure on any of our kids. Like all, all of this talk about, you know, oh, well, I, you've got to do these tournaments and you've got to do this outside stuff. It, it, we all keep forgetting that we're eliminating so many people from being able to make rational decisions 
Because who are you going to be the person that doesn't go to the tournament? Like, are you going to be the only kid out of 18 kids right. that doesn't right. join the team? That's hard to do. So free play, the public sessions, uh, chances to say at any level, you want to come out here on Friday nights. We have Friday night hockey. You want to come drop in 20 right. bucks. That's where kids learn. I think a matter of fact, I think if I watch many of the coaches that I work with and many organizations I work with, we do more damage by teaching than we do by just letting them play and explore yeah. and letting the, 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 the high school kids that are out there start, start full, you know, going out there and, and having contact with the eight-year-olds. And it is, we've talked about this a million times on the show about like the best people to have around your kids are other kids. And, and they're just so great. They're forgiving. They're not judgmental. They're not, they want to help. They want to see a kid get better. They want to make passes to that player and set them up for the goal. Like these are the type of environments that a lot of communities have. And we're, you know, we're not even touching on the fact that there's so many great communities that do this, that like I'm jaded by the fact that I'm around communities that don't do it. I'm like, Oh, like, why aren't we doing this? This is so easy for us to do. And, and you're still getting, and again, when you go back to the money part, ranks, you're still going to make your money. You'll still keep the lights on. You're still going to develop the kids. It just doesn't need to be a money grab. And it doesn't need to be, you know, 67 kids out there on the goal line doing five <laughs> line power skating drills for 40 bucks a pop. In the summer. In the summer. <laughs> and, 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 um, yeah. I Listen, when I was a kid, thank God my parents were able to get me into like the Howie Meeker hockey school and, uh, you know, going to Potsdam, New York and living in a, in a cell block for, you know, for a week. Like these kind of things were great, great experiences, but it wasn't 16 weeks of that. Right. It was one week. Like, I mean, my God, I wish I, I mean, that was like a time where you like met kids and then you just never met them again. Right. Cause there, were, there was no social media. There was yeah. no Snapchat. Like now, <laughs> you get to build these relationships with people where you could go for a week of hockey school, come back, you could do your own training, you know? So, so I always look at it as if you have a kid that wants to get better, they are going to find ways to get better. The more we manufacture chances for them to get better, honestly, the more we're probably beating the sport out of them. Like yeah. more your you, 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 listen, your son gets up in the morning, he's sitting in the driveway and he's like, okay, I'm going. Hey, lad, I looked up, there's a clinic in Voorhees and it's, this is, Mitch Korn is teaching it and I want to go, you know, then you're probably like, hey, let's get in the car, let's go. But if it's like, get your ass up, get right. out of bed, right. go right. shoot, <laughs> or you're going to fall behind, which I do all the time, but I, I, I <laughs> get up. <laughs> Get off, the phone. Get off the phone. I love so, I love these moments of self-discovery for you. I'm like, damn it, I just did that. I just did that. Uh, so if that's usually you, it's my kids yelling at me, Mom, shut up. Get yeah. up, Mom. I want to go. I, and, and again, I I'm so like I, I feel for those parents that say, Oh my God, I can't get this kid to stop playing. I'm like, that's great. That I mean, those are sweet. I mean, I think, but again, for the for most of us, the majority of people, kids are kids, they want to be kids. Let them, they want to play hockey and they want to stick handle and shoot and pass and all good stuff. But you can also create these great environments in your community where, you know, nobody's really left behind and your kids can have hockey play dates and they can have fun. They can develop and they can explore and they, and they could find ways to um, get better in a stress free, non-judgmental environment, which is really the best way to learn at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. And again, I like Lee's point too. It doesn't have to be sport. 
Shut it down. Go to go to go to you know guitar camp. Hey, look, I'll is. tell you one. I'll tell you one. This is going to be funny and also understandable. I was the first ever camper in the sports broadcasting camp uh, that started out of Philadelphia. It was called the Scholastic Play-by-Play Sports Broadcasting Camp. I was the first ever camper in that camp, which is wow. national now. It's a massive camp, but. I remember, I remember what people telling me, you're going to broadcasting camp? Yeah. <laughs> I, I would have been the guy in high school saying, look at this gig. What well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And then, you're, and then, on, then, you're on a show with me now, Mike. <laughs> so, I wish, <laughs> I mean, based off of my performance on the show, I wish I would have went to broadcasting camp. But I, I think- Listen, I'm with you on that. Uh, I'll tell you this, though. The fact I'm sitting here with, with an award-winning anchor who I look up to <laughs> greatly, Christy, and you know I feel that way about you. And then you too, Mike. It's like, like it all – my point is those, those worlds all combined later in my life. Uh, and I'm so thankful that that I, I knew broadcasting was a pot, uh, passion of mine early on in high school. Uh, yeah. But I, I pursued it too is my point. Like nobody said you right. can't do this. Yeah. Um, and I, I just I worry about the kids – whose parents are pushing so much hockey on them year round that they're not going to have that chance to go to that nerdy broadcasting camp, you know, and it's not about serious. broadcasting. <laughs> well, the the Chris, broadcast. Chris, I think, I think more important, like when we talk about like when a kid's old enough to make a decision, they're scared to ask. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it's just like, yeah. you know, maybe an eight year old is different. Right. But when you're 15, 16 years old and yeah. you're like, really, I really want to do this. Uh, right. But I can't because I'm gonna right. I'm gonna miss out on right. what my coach is telling me if I don't go to this. Yeah, I ain't playing. You know what? You're yeah. missing out on life, though. Then, Mike. Yeah. That's that's the other part of it. Is those experience? Like, look, it's the same we talk about with traveling. Go to other countries, see other places, right? Which a lot of us can't do until right. we're a little bit older. To be fair, but when you start to do that, you see the world totally different. This is yeah. the same thing. When you're a kid and going to different experiences, by the way, I probably should have led with, I also went to like Star Trek conventions in the summertime. That's nerdy. All right. Sports broadcasting camp wasn't nerdy. Maybe that it wasn't. is nerdy. No, That's I was super just nerdy. teasing you. I, I, <laughs> I did a very similar thing. It was all summer long and they had a, a program at a television station. I would go every Saturday where we right. learn all about TV commercials. And I did the same thing. I think I was 15 when oh, I did Christy, it. And that just opened a whole new world to me. That was great. Um, and I'm yeah. so glad that I had that opportunity to do that. And I wasn't locked in, you know, some sports summer sports camp all summer because I never would have had that opportunity. I never would have seen the light as to uh, a future career. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I just advice to don't get caught into that hockey parent trap. It's really easy to fall into that. Um Try not to, because you might be doing your kid a real disservice and limiting their opportunities for careers that could really um, yeah. light a fire in them, you know, could be their passion. You'll, you'll save money to it. And by the way, on another episode, maybe one day, Christy, we'll talk about your, your origin story into broadcasting, because it's one of the greatest <laughs> stories I've ever heard in my life. Uh, we'll tease the audience with that now. Yeah. Uh, M- Mike, I did want to go back to you here, too, because you, you did bring up a great point about like alternative programming at rinks, because you're right. These are businesses they got to run spring hockey, summer hockey is kind of the easy cash grab because it's familiar. Uh, but if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I've seen rinks do alternative sports either on the ice uh, or around the rink in the summertime to keep the the money coming in, to keep the yeah. kids coming back. But, you know, I was just thinking like, how cool would it be if there was like a weekly, uh, this is probably for more younger kids, but I think older kids would love it too, where it's a different sport on the ice every week throughout the summer. We're playing broom ball. We're playing kickball uh soccer on the ice or you know we gotta keep it safe obviously but yeah my boy my boy lou taco was doing uh lacrosse on ice you know full team lacrosse on ice pavel barber you know out there doing uh 
tennis, you know, putting up two right. tennis sets and, and playing tennis on the ice with a tennis racket. I mean, right. these, these are great things that you, or you do like what I did when I was 15, working for my cousin Rocco Ciro, you know, carrying blocks, you know, across the parking lot and, and, and picking them up and putting them down, you know, whatever, whatever is good. You're going to find a way to advance your, 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 you know, athleticism. And still, again, I, I understand, like I run many rinks and you've got to keep the lights on. But you can do other things in those rinks where, say, if you wanted to do some cross training, you could still do, you know, traditional skating and power skating and and free play and then do something in the gym or something in the parking lot. You have, you know, all of April through uh, August to do tons of stuff outside. Right. Most of these rinks probably have bigger parking lots than anywhere else that you could ever find. Right. And they're safe. So you put out and you're playing, you know, the floor hockey and ball hockey and rollerblading and learning how to shuttle run and whatever it is. But but the, the, the whole idea is for a youth hockey organization is to build community, build alternate ways. And, and then, you know, even better at the younger levels, bringing in new hockey program where you could say, hey, every 8U kid that's in our program, I want you to bring four friends that have never, ever played hockey before. And if they're playing street hockey, which basically anybody can do. Now you're now all of a sudden you go, wow, that kid's actually look at that kid. That kid's actually a good hockey player. Oh, did you know that when they're a public session, they're wheeling around like they can skate too? They just never thought hockey was in there, you know, an yeah. option. For so there's all ways to find and explore this stuff. You know what I always thought would have been cool in the summertime or even the springtime is a multi-sport league where you know all the scores kind of count, but you bring in different athletes. So you might be playing baseball and hockey. And another sport, and the baseball players have to play hockey, and the hockey players have to play baseball. Well, and, that's and this and this you know, goes right to the initial conversation, right? The hardest part right. of hockey, like when you do a field sport and a and a and a court sport. Basically, I think anybody can. Like that's when you hear these Yahoo professional NFL players saying, "Oh, I could I could be a professional hockey player in three weeks." Yeah, well, let me tell you something right now. You want to be you? I I bet you I could turn a hockey player into another athlete. Yes. Easily. infinitely quicker than you could ever turn a non-hockey player into a hockey player. The skating, it, it throws everything out the window. I don't care how fast you can run. I don't care how strong you are on your feet. I don't care how much you can lift. I don't care how hard you can hit a, you know, how long you can drive a, a golf ball. You throw skates on somebody. Yeah. It changes everything. So no. And I think this is where the impetus of the fear of spring yeah. and summer really roots itself because parents are like, Oh my God, like the skating piece is exactly what's going to hold my kid back. And then we inundate these kids with skating, That's skating, wrong skating, too. skating, skating. And, and, you, and can, really, you can you can read about any great hockey player through history, from Wayne Gretzky to Mike Rizzioni, uh, to any of these guys that, you know, in North America, they didn't yeah. skate in the spring or summer. Gretzky, adamant baseball player, adamant, like like love baseball. Um, Rizzioni just didn't play. Like he just yeah. didn't play. No, he but I love the bios. The bios I love the most is when you hear somebody saying, "Oh, and here's so and so, you know, drafted, uh, you know, fifteenth overall, and, and he could have, and he, and he actually was in the MLB draft at the same year, right. or he was in, he, he played Division One lacrosse, and he had to give up soccer because in college Division One soccer wasn't available to play Division One soccer and hockey at the same time. Like it's it's every athlete when you looked at up and down the NCAA rosters, every single one of those players can just easily be 
plunked into another sport. Right. Alex, Alex Ovechkin is like a, a like a world class tennis oh, he's player. A, he's an like, Olympic level athlete. <laughs> right. But so you any yeah. of these kids, and I'm not talking about the best in the world. I'm just talking about a run in the mill high school player. Right. Like, like they're just good athletes. Hey, the Expos might still be up there if if some of these football players ended up going on their draft team. The, the other <laughs> thing too about this this kind of multi sport league idea is that from a development standpoint, and I'm not talking athletic. Uh, it puts a hockey player, Mike, in a really interesting situation. What if you got an athlete out there that really can barely skate? Well, now as an athlete, you got to lift your teammate up. You got to figure it out. You're going to find out real quick the kids who can't handle that to the kids who are like, look, let me help you out. And then obviously when you get out to the baseball or the pitch or whatever the other sport is, look, I, I didn't transition well to some other sports. Baseball I did great at. I'm horrible at soccer, like hilariously bad, right? Yeah. But no one's ever taught me, you know, so or I never pursued it too. I just think that there's look, these are a lot of pipe dreams I'm talking. I think there's a lot of opportunity out there to not just develop athletes, but develop these kids as people. And we don't take them um, because we're, we're, it's, it's way too business oriented. There is too much fear from an organizational standpoint, from a parent standpoint, probably from a kid standpoint. And we're sitting around wondering why they burn out at 17. Right. Or, or they, or they get to college and they can't handle that. They got a C minus on a test. Uh, We're not, we're not doing the work now um you know from six years up and, and that's that's not a, by the way it's not a judgment on well, any of you parents listening i'm, I'm just yeah, talking well you get you get you get you get churned into the wheel right you get churned into yeah. the like, everybody's doing it. and i think this is the best time i i know i know for a fact uh, we're trying to do it my family is is say, okay here's here's our here's our little break in the action now let's you know not not i don't i, I hate using the word reset but just look let's look and how do we prepare like let's go backwards from september and how are we preparing and what can we what can we do in the little different pieces here to say okay what needs to be improved on specifically like I, I get nuts when I hear that somebody's going to see a private coach mm-hmm. and the coach never asks them what they want to work on it's the same as skate sharpening right parents here's one bit of advice if you go to your local pro shop and you say hey can you sharpen my kids skates and they take them and go sharpen them take the skates run out of the shop as fast as possible. Contact me. I'll put you in contact with somebody who knows how to sharpen skates. If they don't ask you, like, are you a forward? Are you a defenseman? What hollow are you in? Are your skates profiled? You, uh, you know, and they don't look at you. Oh, you don't are, like when they just are, give everybody a half? You don't like that? Just give everybody a half inch. Oh, no, I didn't give you a half inch. I, 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 uh, don't worry about it. Your, your skates are sharp. Well, what the hell does that mean? So same thing with a coach. If you're right. going to go, if you get private lessons or you go to a clinic and and somebody and your coach is not specifically saying to you, hey, listen, you don't need to go play in this elite AAA showcase tournament. You need to work on your backward skating because you you're a really good defenseman. You're pivoting horribly, and it's gonna it's gonna really manifest itself later on. Maybe not now. It's not gonna not gonna affect you. But here's specifically what I'm telling you: you can work on. That's the coach you want to go to. You want to go to you want to go and use this spring summer time to start working on things. Now, to Lee's point, a lot of it might not even be on ice. Right. It could be just going to see a a, a, a running coach. Like my son's skating improved a thousand percent, a thousand percent when he took up cross country running. Right. Because his running manifested itself into skating. Fact. I mean, I'm just watching it going, okay, this was a simple, this was a simple fix. And the running's free, by the way. You could run anywhere, by the way. So you, you can you run know. around the rink. If you if, actually if you're a rink and you want to charge some money, put down mile markers and say, Yo, I'm only charging you $25 to run around the rink. But if, if <laughs> just, just think about the ways to say specifically, I want my kid to improve. Um, 
I'm a big slide board guy, right? So I'm like, okay, well, if you want to improve your power skating, you, you it's hard to improve strength. And, and, you know, again, if you're a parent, you understand the, 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 the mechanics of striding. It's hard to improve strength on the ice. Right. Because you're because the mechanics don't allow you to build muscle. So there's, there's no friction. Yeah. So what do you do? You get on a slide board. You first build the muscle and then you then you build in the technique. And now you put that kid on the ice. So if you do 12 weeks of slide board training and all of a sudden you go on the ice, you're going to go, holy crap. Like, I can't believe how much stronger I am. Right. And now I look like I like in all that time. Somebody's like, oh, would you go to power skating class? No, I haven't been on the ice in 12 weeks. But the, the strength is what gives you the skating. Not right. It's not just a technique. You like you know, what's strong. what's funny is is uh, our Caitlin, our producer, just texted me. She, she just reminded me of a little story. I remember, you know, Logan, my son, didn't do anything in the spring last year, and he went to a like a summer sports camp where they had him doing a lot of different things. Yeah. And, I, and I remember, I remember we were getting close to kind of like the season, and I said, you know what, I'm going to take him to public session just to get him on the ice. And I remember thinking, uh, even telling him like, Logan, listen, when you get on the ice, you haven't been on the ice in a while. You know, just remember, you might not. Man, he went out there and his skating had improved by not skating. Yeah. Oh so I was shocked. I was I was recording that like does not surprise me at all. It was, it was shocking to me, right? And, <laughs> and I was like, and that's the I learned the lesson right there of like, man, yeah. we are we are, this is all smoke and mirrors here. Like, like he just needed to to play around. He strengthened his legs, obviously. The stride naturally came back within seconds. Um, and then the same thing with goalie. It's funny because you know, obviously the goalie pads, especially at his age, they're heavier. It's a little bit of a different stride. It's a different mechanic. And when we have him skate out, even his coach is like, man, he's way better at skating. So you know, a lot yeah. of the things that I think we're led to believe, I don't think anybody's saying like you have to do this to get better. But a lot right. of things we're led to believe um, are really just simply not true. Like him yeah. not skating made him a better skater. Again, I'm talking about eight, nine years old right now. This, this is, I think it changes mildly when you get older. Um, in multiple ways, but you know, I'm glad Caitlin texted me that because I kind of forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. He was way better. We we had a goalie who was superb. He was also a lacrosse goalie, and uh, he could stop shots like nobody. Right. <laughs> it was just amazing how the skills uh, complemented each other. So, well, and, and the fear, and the fear, and the mental part. Like, okay, so so if you can get a kid in the soccer net or into the into the goal net, or a yeah. kid that can be good at something else, and and still, you know and be a good teammate in other aspects it's just you know one of the things that's so underrated is the ability to leave um a group of people and go to a different group of people and kind of yeah. reinvent yourself and reinvent right. like your commitment and even the kids are just having fun like oh it's just something i do for fun like right if you can go play tennis every day for fun with yeah. another kid like that's pickleball pickleball you know pickle that's like the hottest thing in the world right so i think but again but just being just being in a in a place where you're where if you're a parent and you look at a skeletal system of a child and you go okay well what is what is missing well go find that sport to balance that child out your right. your, your pediatrician will love you you know <laughs> certainly you know, you know dick sporting is going to love you because you're going to go out and buy a different pair of shoes sneakers and you're just going to be in a situation where you're outside you're in a different environment yeah. different muscles so mentally and physically and then one thing we haven't talked about either it's a really great time to say okay guys let's sit back and see what were the negatives of this season Reflect. and right. taking the break and where can i fill in the gaps was it was it did i never prepare prepare um you know meals appropriately did we maybe go on on way too much you know did i miss 16 days of school 
which is, you know, now I'm on the, the you know, I'm getting, you know, CPS calls me. <laughs> You know, like, oh, uh, your kid's missing school again. Like, like, where is where are those balancing acts that you can that you can you as a parent can make sure that you're prepared for as you go into the new season? And it is a good time to very good time to reassess and take a look back. Where did I fail? What did I do well? How can I do better? Right. Um, was there a good balance? You know, was there enough family time? You know, am I, you know, looking out for the other kids who aren't playing hockey? Um, you know, are, are they missing out on life too? So, well, I, and I used to say that all the time, Chrissy. I'd be like, no, family time is not December. You want family time? Take it in the spring. <laughs> you know, you're my, you're on my hockey team. Family time is, is my, my time is, is winter. Your family time. But again, it doesn't happen, right? So, use yeah. to your point, figure yeah. out and say, okay, wow, maybe I did, maybe, right. maybe I did drag that sibling to every single weekend tournament in New Hampshire. Uh, and then let, let's give them time. Let's go. Right. Let's go watch their. Let's go watch their event. Let's go cheer them on. Let's make it as exciting for them as it was for us for hockey. Even if you hate Very it, good. I'm like, I'm like I hate I it. I love oh that. God. Thank you for saying that. That is so important because I think parents, uh, they get and they're and they're so exhausted after the hockey season. It's like oh, I have no energy left. Right. Okay. And, 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 and I think that's and I think that's where people are afraid to get into hockey. Right? Is the way we're yeah. talking. Like they're like, if I go right down that route, my kid's actually good. I'm screwed. like, oh, my God, like I'm going to get into that world. Like, so I think just softening the world of what it really is. It doesn't have to be, you know, what we all do. I mean, and we do right. it and it's crazy, but you could do it. And in, 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 there's a lot of opportunities to have hockey light. And it's just you have to choose that. But I think there's, you know, this is a time where you could look and say, wow, I wonder why the lacrosse parents don't get this crazy. Or how come baseball is not this? Night? I mean, it's getting there. I mean, certainly at the, oh, the it is level, it's, it's starting yeah. to become uh, that. But. I mean, more there's the, the funny thing about hockey, right? Is this there's so few. And again, I'm not, I'm, I know it's a broad topic, right? But it's, and I, I know, and I realize there's a lot of communities that have community hockey, but most don't. Most are like, like a couple of percentages of a bunch of kids from different communities. It's not like when you go into a community, everyone has soccer. Like every, like this town soccer team is not losing kids to this town soccer team. They just don't, like, it's just not part of the fabric of the sport. Um, where in hockey, I mean, forget about towns. You're looking at states <laughs> of kids leaving states to go to other teams. So it is a different animal. And I think we have to recognize that, that, you know, when you start moving states for your kids to play hockey, you're, you're putting a lot of pressure into that, into that small window of right. development and you'd need a break. It, it's going to pop. It's like the old, you know, if you don't, if you don't re alleviate the, the, the stress in there, something's going to pop and it, and it could be your mental state. It could right. be, it could be your kids. Uh, it could be the other coaches. Like, I hate this kid. I don't ever want to see him again. Like it's always, sometimes it's always nice not to be seen. Right. And not to be in that clinic again. And, and, and somebody just come back and say, wow, little Johnny didn't do any of my programming, but look how good that look how much. Better I, was, I was just going to bring this up, Mike. And I, it's actually what I want to, I wanted to kind of end the show on is just some of these red flags from an organizational standpoint, um, you know, if, if I was in an organization and as has not happened yet, where I was told, if your kid does not show up to this pre tryout skate, it's very little chance they're going to make the team. I'm leaving that organization. Absolutely. Right. And, and I can tell you right now, as a coach, the evaluation is the evaluation and that's where I'm going to evaluate. All right. Uh, if I'm, if I'm, you know, damn me, if I am a coach that is at a pre-evaluation evaluating already and giving kids a better chance because they spent the money to my pre-evaluation evaluation. I mean, like 
if you if you hear that, parents, obviously you got to make the decision. But that is a red flag to me. Uh, it, first off, those are those are. I don't want to call them cash grabs. I don't think that's fair. I think sometimes they do make sense in terms of how they run, if they run well, of just like, let's just meet the new kids. But uh, if you're ever told that you need to be at this event to have a chance, I think that's a massive red flag. Mike, I wanted to throw that to you too. Well, I still think <laughs> that's a whole other episode. <laughs> that's a whole other episode. Yeah. Because, it's, it, it, because, it, because yes, it's the old buyer beware. It's, it's be careful what you want to get into. It's if you're... If you have to go to Jesus, it's like it's like what what are you doing as an organization if you can't just pick the kids that you picked? I like, agree. Yeah. Develop the kids that are in your sphere, and then say, okay, again, I am I'm anti tryout. I'm anti evaluation. Anything below fifteen U is a crop. It's literally. I, I know you could argue with me all you want. It's just not factual that you're if you're 90% of the organizations in North America that you have 17, 20 kids coming to your team, trying out doesn't happen. Now are the big organ, the big clubs grabbing your kids? Yes. But I'll tell you right now, if you're running an organization, you're going to do a much better job of retaining those kids. If you say, I want to keep you like, I don't right. want to cut you. Like the minute you open the door to have a tryout, you're right. opening the door to say, Everyone now is on an even playing field. I don't believe that. Well, here's I mean, you're thing. playing for me. Like, you're yeah. already above. Here's another guarantee. All right. And I've seen this so many times. They tell uh, little Johnny or little Alice, you got to be at this pre-tryout if you want a chance of making the team. And then we do it and you get to the tryout and some hot shot that no one's ever seen comes in and they're, and they're really good. That kid's the one making the team. <laughs> All right. It's right. not Johnny or Alice. Well, the other answer is like, you, uh, you like know? Lee, coach. You saw me play for 25 weeks. Right. You, you, need, to, you need to evaluate me on Wednesday <laughs> night a, at 730. That's a great point. You know, I mean, you, you just saw me, saw me play all season. You know what I can do. Right. So, so I, I just, I wanted to make sure I threw that out there. I know this is an episode about breaks, but a lot of the ice time during these, these breaks we're talking about happen because of, oh, well, you need to be at this because if you're not at this, you, take the break. And well, that's why I said at the beginning, yeah. right? We're a product of we're we're going down a vicious cycle because we're yeah. we. When I say the organizations, we are creating the problem. Like we're creating society. We're creating and 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 again, when you're an organization that doesn't have a you're somebody that runs an organization that doesn't have kids, or you're a hockey director that doesn't have children, or you're somebody who doesn't just you you don't like if you openly do this, you just don't care about the health of the Absolutely. kids in the organization. Yeah. Uh, you can spin it any way you want. If you had a kid on your team for 25 weeks this year and you need to bring in 10 other kids to see if your that kid is any good, then you are not a good coach. You're not a good evaluator. So if you're a parent, I've watched the organization <clears throat> take nine, nine kids from a 10U team, went and tried out for a AAA team close to home. All nine kids made it. <laughs> I said, well, why wouldn't you just say it the program you're at? Like it doesn't make sense to me. Like you, you nine. So nine of your kids from this crappy organization <laughs> yeah. made it to the to the elite triple A team, and you're leaving and going to that team. Like that is a team. And there's yeah. twelve kids on the yeah. team. So what do you like? Don't you, you? And that happens. Let me tell you something. It happens all the time. I'm watching it right now in real time, over and over and over. Parents, if you're listening to this and you're driving the car and going to tryouts. <laughs> go and look and see how many kids from other organizations are out there on the ice 
trying out for your program. And it's probably two, probably two different helmets. And you're telling me that over the last 25 weeks from last trial, well, forget about it, more than that, right? 50 weeks from the last tryout in March that your coaching staff can't determine who should be on the team now, then that's, that's, that's an, that's an inefficient and unproductive coaching staff. Right. And well, again, and, 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 and take the break, take the break, take the break. Yeah. Get away from that. Most likely you're going to come back and they're going to go, Oh, we need players anyway. Cause the kids that all made the team, they didn't stay here anyway. Cause they weren't, they were only coming here to see if they were good enough to play on the team. And then they looked around and said, all oh, these kids stink. I'm getting out oh, of here. So I'll, I'll also say this, Mike, <laughs> that, that when, when in youth hockey, and again, look, here's the deal with coaching in youth hockey. There's, multiple types of coaches uh, and there's a huge gap between coaches who have kids and coaches who don't have kids. Cause obviously it changes your perspective and um, you know, you could be anywhere on the, the line with this, but the idea is this, if your goal, your primary goal is winning at youth hockey. And I'll, I'll give them maybe a rare exception at the top programs, but I even think they get this. If that trumps your need as a coach to develop the players, we're, we're in trouble. All right. First off, the coaches who develop their players tend to win. All right. That's that's like one of the big paradoxes, believe it or not. But I've I've met coaches like, well, no, we got to win. We we have to win. I'm like, I know you want to win. I, I understand that. Well, we bring in money when we win. Have you tried? <laughs> have you tried the opposite? I'm telling you that just by the audience size of the show, we're all looking for programs that are going to put our kids' best interests, development, mentally, physically, academically. Hopefully, I know we steer clear of that a lot in club hockey, but. Um, that's just my word is you got to check yourself as a coach of, okay, is my will to win trumping my will to develop? Um, do I even enjoy the development aspect? Cause if you don't, you, you got to rethink this whole thing. And, and it's funny because the older I get and the more I coach, the more it becomes less about winning and don't get me wrong. Everybody. I am a competitor and I love to win and I hate to lose, but, but my drive is more and more towards, let me help the kid. Let me develop the kid. Let me grow the kid. And again, it creates more winning. Like right. I, and, you but know, I'll like, argue, and I'll argue if you, all you want to do is win. What's that? Uh, uh, Caitlin, you queue up. Win, win, win. What's that? That's, that, that's a song. I hear <laughs> all, all I do is win, win, win. Yeah, all I do is win, win, win. I hear it all I hear it all the time. So if you, all you want to do is win, win, win. Build a development model and keep the kids. Right. <laughs> if all you want to do is win. Build a model. We're giving your, you the key uh, that, that you position your kids for 12 months a year. Say to it, say to a parent, I'm picking you at eight and I'm graduating, graduating you with 14. That's my goal. My, in my only being, cause I'm a great coach. I'm a great developer. You're coming to me. You coming to me. Cause I'm the best Then I'm going to develop. I, my job is to develop you. If I'm so good that I'm going to be able to tell in April how good you're going to be. That's how good I am. I'm so good that I'm going to be able to project just like I say I am, just like I say I can, just like I say I can develop kids. Well, if you're so good, then you're going to pick me in April of 2023, and you're going to graduate me in in, uh, March of 2028, whatever it is. I'm not a math guy. So just just be (laughs) – that to me is – that's the step. That's the – that's the ask. Right. I know I'm signing up for your tryout. It's it's three hundred twenty five dollars. If I didn't do it online, I realize if I did it online, I saved twenty five bucks. I get it. But I'm just showing up, and I'm trying out. I'm signing a contract because you're not going to let me leave the rink without signing a contract, right? They're going. You know, I'm going to sit in the hallway, and Christy, daughter made the team. 
but you do not, there's zero chance you have a chance to, you can't ask somebody else what they're doing. No, no, you sign the contract or you've lost your spot. Run away, run away. <laughs> because I, I want you to value me. I want you to pick my kid right. and I want you to graduate them. If you, if you Now, if you're just full of, if you're BS, which I'm going to say you probably are, then you're probably, your job then is to pick my kid in April and then find a way to cut them next March. Right. If that's the case. If that's the history, take a break, go away, find a program that wants your kid and wants to keep them and, and, and nurture them and develop them. And if you're a good coach and you want to do this, call me up, I'll give you a 12 month plan. It's easy. I'm going to pick my kids. We're starting to see this more and more around the country, by the way, we're seeing like prep type environments for eight and nine and 10 year olds oh, that, 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 terrifying, dude. that is saying, you know, we can develop you guaranteed until we can't, and then we're going to cut you anyway. Like, so like, if you're going to make the commitment, make the full commitment, say, you know, yes, will you listen, will you play as much? Is it equal? No, all that kind of stuff is just you. If you're good enough, you're good enough. If you're not good enough. If you're not going to make the commitment to me, it's hard for me to make the commitment to you, but if you're making the commitment to me and I'm going to make the commitment to you, then my, if I'm a professional, if I say I can do it, then believe it. My job is to make sure you get you get better. Right. And if you can't, and if that coach is not saying, and I love like Lee's analogy, like like why why aren't why isn't a hockey program doing in a town say, hey, the hockey kids are ending on March fifteenth, yeah. and then lacrosse season starts with all the same kids. Like every kid that was playing hockey now plays lacrosse or baseball or you know these multi as a group players. as a community, yeah. And I just think it's so much, we could do so much better, but at the end of the day, you have to, whether it's a fit, like a, a complete cutoff break and to do, go do swimming or take a break. As far as if you're going to replicate the every weekend tournament, 60 game winter season, and then just carry it over to spring and summer. I, my personal belief, it's a mistake, right? You don't need to do it. And you're going to find there's no benefit in doing it. Right. Oh, if only we knew then what we know now, right? And I'm looking back, um, you know, thinking about all the times I signed my kids up and they were money grabs. They yeah. really were. They were pure money grabs, but you don't see that until after the clinic is over. So, um, you know, parents, what, what Mike just shared with you is a huge golden nugget. <laughs> huge. Well, Christy, I wish Mike, I had that knowledge. Back All I do is tell people, I know, I know it's, listen, you'd say whatever you want and you could, you could call me out. I have a crystal ball. I have it. <laughs> I do. No, no, you can laugh all you want. I, I have the crystal it's ball. True. I can tell you right now. I'm not I, laughing. Because I I'm can, laughing can, at all the experiences I, can, I had that just, yeah, that I, I wish almost, I had that knowledge. I can almost to a T, watch your kid for 20 weeks, write down something, like where I think they're going to, what, what's going to happen with them, put it in an envelope and slip it in your glove compartment. And when you trade your car in, in in seven years, pull it out and say, holy crap, I can't believe <laughs> it's right. Like, wow, he was off by this. And only and it's it has nothing to do with anything else, but 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 you're in the system. It it's it's knowing and watching and frankly running those programs. Like I've ran, I've run those programs. I mean, I've run I've run tryouts with 175 kids trying out for four spots. And I've taken I've taken the, this eighty five thousand dollar revenue. I'm not saying I'm 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 not saying that I haven't lived these experiences. And I think when I was younger, I would do it because I just thought everybody else was doing. It. I'm like, well, if I don't do it, the other team's going to take those kids. Like right. I have yeah. to do it. And the fact is, 
we all as parents can can say, no, no, I demand better. I'm the customer. I'm the consumer. I demand better. It's the reason why a Shaw's can open up next door to a stop and shop and put them out of business. It's the same steak, except I'm going to give you a better experience over here. Yeah. You buy this steak. And I think that's, to me, that's shopping and maybe taking a break and sitting back and watching yeah. Hulk dominoes fall is sometimes maybe a better situation for your kid. Because I can tell you this, no matter what happens, your child's going to find a place to play in September. They're they going to. Yeah. They're, well, they're, not only if they want it, just if you, yeah. you're going to find a place to play that's within reason of what you think you need for your kid. Right. So yeah. I, that's I great. That. Good episode. <laughs> this Love was it. a good episode. Mike, I'm going to start the first uh, triple B team. You know, triple A team. I'm going to start the first triple B elite team and and let people figure out what that is. Are you on double B or triple B this year? No, yes. I, it's a it's a great back to a, B, and was C. A great let's, episode. Go back, let's go back to just, hey, this is my team. I'm a good coach. I love right. you kids. Come play for me. I love it. Well, that was what the spring and the summers were like for me as a kid. But I think we're all in consensus here that, you know, taking a break is very important. And each one of us wow. listening, you have to look at your situation. But uh, as Mike and Christy said, you have to reflect on the season. You got to maybe project about where you're heading. Uh, talk about some of those fears and talk about some of those apprehensions that you're having in your home um, and decide, you know, maybe we should take a break. I, I think it's clear here that we need to take a break. <laughs> We're going to take a break. Um, and that's one of the reasons I love this show. Mike, 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 bringing the heat today. Great stuff today. Both of you. Um, I've been a long weekend of tryouts. <laughs> yeah, no, right. Um, I did shows. Yeah, he's smiling now. If for those of you watching this, not listening, you can see Mike go from serious to happy throughout the episode, which is great. Mike, we we love having you. But that's gonna that's gonna do it for this edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. Remember, you can hear all of the episodes at ourkidsplayhockey.com or your favorite podcast provider. Um, also, if you're looking for end of season gifts or if you're looking for uh, just something to buy for a player, a coach, anybody, head over to ourkidsplayhockey.com. Uh, we have a little bit of a team or player deal kind of section there that you can go. It has all of our little. Uh, uh, things that you can get there. We, we got tired of saying this this product every week. So they're all there. Ourkidsplayhockey.com. But uh, for Christy Cash, Anna Burns, and Mike Benelli, I'm Lee Elias. We'll see you next week as we get here to the spring on Our Kids Play Hockey. Have a great week, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. Make sure to like and subscribe right now if you found value wherever you're listening, whether it's a podcast network, a social media network, or our website, ourkidsplayhockey.com. Also, make sure to check out our children's book, When Hockey Stops, at whenhockeystops.com. It's a book that helps children deal with adversity in the game and in life. We're very proud of it. But thanks so much for listening to this edition of Our Kids Play Hockey, and we'll see you on the next episode.